0: Right, so thank you for letting me interview you. Yeah, um, I didn't send the questions because it's off the cuff, whatever you feel from your heart, yeah? Perfect. So first question, why did you say yes to doing this interview?
1: Oh, that's a good one. Um, at first I was a little reluctant, but um, I, think, I think it's interesting. The, what I'm finding is, is as, the, as this business is evolving, there's so many forces and pressures to make it like everything else, mm-hmm. and I think I'm I'm searching for vehicles to share kind of my journey, okay, and share kind of the kind of the disruptive kind of thinking that okay. we apply to things. So I thought you might be a good good way to get it out there.
0: Okay, fair honest. enough. How would you define a maverick? Hmm.
1: Um. I can't. So so how I would define. Mavericks people uh, is someone that, that's will, it's brave enough to kind of roll things back mm-hmm. and assume everything is net new. Okay. to To actually not necessarily look at history as a source of wisdom, but almost almost view it as, as maybe a, a source of, of, of paths and, and, and beg the question around whether or not things could be t- done completely differently.
0: Okay. Why do you think you're a maverick?
1: You said I'm yes. On. I guess I said yes to the meaning. Um, I take nothing for granted. So everything within this business has been born from, from the people that are here. And so at first I never really, I didn't, I never really thought of myself as a maverick. Mm-hmm. It's actually more reflected at me. Um, so okay. people, when I talk to people or when I'm introduced by people, it's it's they, they always grasp onto the fact that I'm disruptive or okay. I'm highly innovative. Okay. Um, so you know I'm very flattered. Like my my journey as a CEO is very, like I had never managed a single human being four years ago, so my journey has been very very rapid. Okay. Um, but uh, but what I am realizing and and getting a sense of is is people really appreciate fresh thinking. Yes. And and that's what I think being a maverick is. I think it's someone who's been brave enough to say, well, yeah, that's how it's done, but that's not necessarily how we we need to do it.
0: Okay. The London School of Economics actually developed a given scale. I'm going to give you seven yeah. statements, and you just need to say true, false, can People tell me that I'm a maverick or words to that effect. True. I have a knack for getting things right when least expected. True. I have a way of solving problems which is different from other people. True. I'm much more productive than other
1: people. True.
0: I have very unusual talents.
1: Hmm. Unusual, like, for what I do or, like, I can weld? Sure.
0: I am generally underestimated by people.
1: Hmm, true.
0: I do things differently and better than most people when I work.
1: Awkward to say, but true.
0: Why do you do things differently?
1: Because I don't want to take anything for granted.
0: Okay, can you give me an example of what you do differently and how? You can use it from your company, you can use it from outside.
1: So any net new task or invention or anything, I like to actually take the first stab at it. So from doing things differently, Um, I like to glue things together and this office is actually a great, a great example. Okay. So each of those lights, soon there'll be 120 of them sitting on the floor. Right. Each of those represents one, a person that works, works for me. Okay. And the lights will actually change color based on the state and condition of that person. And what we're realizing as an example is people need a portfolio, like every person is uniquely different. Yeah. Allow me to draw a diagram. This is super top of mind for me right now. Is that okay if I do this? Yeah, it's brilliant. So, so we're a consulting services company, and okay. all we do is we bend technology around what businesses need, and, okay. and the reason people pay us money to do it is they're searching for efficiency. Yes. So, we have this whole notion of more time to play. Right. That's what, we, that's what our core mission is. We want to make, basically, business and the execution of work easier and faster we using technology, which is what technology should do. Yeah. Although it doesn't in a lot of cases. Um, and and with, with that, we give people time. Now, they're going to make choices in terms of how they want to spend their time. And yeah. even the word play is very interesting because people think play, well, that's me going for a mountain bike ride or whatever, going out for drinks with a friend. But actually, play is a state of mind. Yes. And so when we look at a human, what we've realized is within business, Let's just call it 5%. 5% Mm of your time is just like,
0: ugh.
1: It's shit. It's stuff you have to do. Right? right? But then if you look at the next one, there's this whole notion of learning. And this is basically when you put me in a situation that I've never been in before and I have to figure it out. Then, let's call or call this ideally, maybe it's maybe it's 40, 50% -hmm. of the time, whatever. It depends on the person. Uh, This is basically, let's call it execution. Execution. This is where. You're, you're in your sweet spot mm-hmm. you've, you've made yep. you've done it before you have the systems of process you feel highly productive you're fast efficient lean right you're successful then this last piece is sharing and this is either this could be helping others with their work this could be having having you know having fun with people right this is um, this is also uh, teaching right this, and so this is kind of the quadrants that we, we look at people's time. And so, so you asked me in terms of what, what we do different or how we go through. And this is, this is a great example. So we're actually right in the process of, of trying to understand how to actually evaluate our team and understand each person individually, what they, how much they need in each of these quadrants, knowing that this is just going to be administrative. I can't do anything about it. I'm sorry. 5% of your time is going to be wasted. But for the 95% of your time that you spend here attraction, how can I make sure that you're spending the right amount for you in each of these buckets or modes of thinking. And so we're actually building technology around that right now. Right, okay. And these lights will actually signify whether or not you're on track or you're out of alignment so we can proactively help you. Okay. And then that should instruct our business as a whole to focus on projects to feed the people here what they need as opposed to being reactive.
0: Okay, makes complete sense.
1: So that's an example. Yeah,
0: excellent example. Is what you do equated with the bottom line, so money, or something else?
1: Something else. What's this,
0: the something else?
1: Um, my goal is is to create um, create opportunities for a minimum to launch at a minimum of hundred entrepreneurs out of okay. this business. So, so my, my, my dream is to for this business to be an incubator, yeah. for these people to start their own businesses and to actually create a movement. I okay. see traction. And actually a couple of our customers came forward a little while ago and I was saying, you know, we're not building a company, we're building a community. Yes. And then they came back and said, no, you're not building a community, you're building a movement. Yes, you're and part- there's a difference. And so. Have you
0: seen the, Have you seen the video clip, the YouTube clip? About the movement, Um, no. um I'll, I'll send you the link. Yeah,
1: I'd love to see it.
0: Right. Um, okay. What I'm going to do is I'm going to do the interview, yeah. and then I'm going to tell you some stuff that I might be able to help. You I would with. love that. Because um, sometimes what happens is the focus becomes on the interview. Um, the bit I haven't told you is when I'm actually when I was going into the business school, I didn't even pay for my masters yeah. because I wanted a solution and I didn't want to pay money, so I became their consultant. So <laughs> whenever there's a problem. I, my brain automatically finds a solution.
1: Hmm. Doesn't matter yeah. what the problem is. I would love. Yep. I'd love something. And
0: that's what I'm gonna be that's where I'll make my money.
1: Yep. Okay. There you go.
0: Is any part of being a Maverick to do with autonomy over your life?
1: Oh, yeah. A sense of control. Yeah, so that's actually why I started the business. Um, I'd worked in other companies and I just I felt basically um, totally controlled and constrained okay. so when I went out to start traction I had no interest in hiring another person right. all I wanted to do was do great work have fun make money and for four yep. years I sat in a townhouse in Port Moody yeah. I bought a wakeboard boat I wakeboarded every day with my friends yeah. and and I increased my income by I think it was 15x yeah um, so I was working less and then and making more and having just the time of my life yes. and that was really the core <clears throat> I felt like I was making a difference what happened, though, is is, I was doing things that I was really good at, and people mm. were passing my name around, and eventually it came to be, there was just way too much work. And then right. I felt, I actually hired my first people right. out of guilt, because I felt like I was hoarding an opportunity. So That's I a actually,
0: really, really good use of language, I'm a business coach as well. Um in the sense that you said hoarding rather than and so immediately said something about you rather than saying i was cornering the market i was so no, yeah interesting uh, it was it was
1: actually almost out of like hey like come on this isn't fair yeah. I, like there's yeah. so much here i should be doing something and and, and it also it, it forced me into a zone which is i always i always felt i was a, i would be a very weak leader so it was an opportunity for me to figure out if i could be a good leader. somebody
0: like you couldn't be a weak beat leader I've been teaching leadership for ten years in a uni leadership. Leadership. Anybody who turns around and can say I was holding the corner wouldn't be because that's you're seeing leadership in a different way to the rest of the world. Um, trust me, I've written academic papers on this shit. So um, does doing things differently require certain skills, talents, mindsets? If so, what are they?
1: Hmm. Um, Yes, I would say the biggest thing is the ability to deconstruct mm-hmm. uh, and break things down to their most fundamental pieces yeah. and simplify. And the, the metaphor, and it's actually hidden even throughout this business, it's, it's kind of like Lego. Yeah. Like people that can kind of work with such an abstract thing and assemble something very quickly without directions and guidelines and, yeah. and kind of enjoy that freedom and flexibility. Yeah. It's it's why like and a funny thing is like people here joke like you know I never measure, like even like these couches, um, my EA brought out a tape measure. I'm like no, I because I love the risk of just like let's just yeah, let's get a couch it. and see if it fits. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. why do I need to measure things? Like if it doesn't fit, we'll just we'll just kick out that wall. Yeah. And, and the truth is, I will, like if it didn't fit, I'd take a baseball bat and I would just remove that wall. Yeah,
0: so you're not constrained by what, uh, what society would see as constrained? No, yeah. no. Gotcha. Yeah. What are the challenges to being a maverick? Mm. Um, We're in business, so what... How, uh,
1: what well, cha- the, the business will never move as fast as you want it to.
0: Right,
1: right? And, and change management and people, and you kind of have to find that balance because the majority of people want safety. And security, and they want trust. Yes. And and I guess I don't I don't know I'm uncomfortable labeling myself as a Maverick. So what I'll say is for me, yeah, um, the the challenge I pose for the people around me is is there's a there's a very fine line where people look at you as being uncoordinated and chaotic, mm-hmm. versus like focused and purposeful. And the truth is, um, behind. Like in my wake are as many bad ideas as good ideas. Yeah. But the safe, the the amazing thing is the ability to move on. Yeah. Quickly, but still keep in tow what is good. Yes. And I think also there's the ability to to walk away when when something just seems like such an amazing idea. It was like there are things that we've instituted in this business to help us grow phenomenally fast right. without losing any any of our productivity and still keeping our people so engaged. And. So people have heartfelt attachment to that. Yeah. But it's the ability for me to kind of say, like, no, like, that's done. We it used it. It's purpose. over. Boom. Yeah. Next. We, yeah. we have to move on. So it's, I, I, I actually did a presentation to a bunch of entrepreneurs a little while ago. And, I, and it was basically, I've run five different businesses mm-hmm. in four years, all under the with the same name. Okay. And that's, I guess, it so, yeah, the ability to let go.
0: Okay. Okay. What's been the lowest point of your journey as a maverick?
1: The lowest point. Um, it was a very specific point, actually. Um, my darkest and deepest experience so far in my in running traction was actually about a year ago. Um, it was actually at our our company Christmas party, and it was it was just basically it was seeing the families, all the families together, like it's mm-hmm. and. Um, you know the one. The one challenge that you have with this, with with a business, is there's there is uncertainty. Like I'm certain things will always work out, but I'm not certain that I can keep everybody together the whole time. Yeah. And when you see families work, like families together and everything else, you, like the, the, I just felt immeasurable pressure mm. um, and responsibility. Yeah. And you know, even looking at the team that was there, um, there's certain individual, individuals that, that that weren't able to keep up with the business. Right. And we had to let like. You know, basically, um, they laughed or whatever reason. So okay. I think it's just, yeah, like I feel a real heartfelt accountability to actually the families. Okay. Like, Again, that's not like I was actually in tears.
0: Yeah. No, that makes sense mm. because it's a responsibility, isn't mm-hmm. it? What aspects of your personality or character influence your maverick approach? And I know you said you're not happy with it. A lot of people say they're not happy, but they are by the end of it. Um, but more t- by um, maverick, I mean somebody who thinks outside the box and is breaking the status quo in their industry.
1: Yeah.
0: So, um, so what aspects of your personality or character influence this maverick approach?
1: Hmm. Um my personality or character um, I think there's a couple things mm-hmm. one is is I, I operate with high levels of empathy at all times so I think what that does is it allows me to connect with people and build trust really quickly mm-hmm. um, the the next thing is um, I've always had a voice inside of me which is which which I wanted to kind of really speak truthfully and tr- speak my mind I, when I was younger I didn't have the bravery to bring that forward. Now I've I've no trepidation to share exactly yeah. what I'm thinking, um, but I tech, I I'm very focused on on the um, the idea, not the person. So I so I managed so we have trust, and then I can speak very honestly mm-hmm. about my perspective. Um, the other thing is is I uh, I think the I have a there's a there's a, a will to succeed under any circumstances. Yes. And it's and I think people gravity to it yeah. and they trust it and they want they want it like yeah. they want to align with it um, and then the other things like I guess I'm, I'm, a lot of people just look at me and they just say I'm, like it's um, the one word is fun like I love fun yeah right so you know I'll be the first you know we we have a company wakeboard boat we um, we have a downstairs there's a 1970 Trans Am like the smoking the Bandit Trans Am and we'll go and we'll do smoke shows out in the the court and or I'll, you know Like I, I really have a very, a very, tremendous disregard for rules. I never seem to get caught. Either it's It's weird, or, or even actually, people like police officers let me get away with it.
0: Yes, it's to do with panache.
1: Is it? (laughs) Or something
0: Something. because you get away with it. Yes. Okay, Okay, I'm going to ask you about rules later as well. Yeah. Yeah. But my next question is: Are you born or bred a maverick? Do you think?
1: Oh, that's interesting. Because I
0: listened to that bit you just said about you know now you you're more honest and you say. Yeah, yeah.
1: So I would say I'd say a lot of people, I think not everyone that I think you're born first. You have to have the raw constructs and the and the mindset. Yeah. Like okay. I just think I just I don't think you can take a uh, an in the box mm-hmm. person who loves in the box and make them an out of the box person.
0: Yeah, you're, you're describing my boyfriend.
1: Okay. Totally. Totally. Yeah. But I think the on the on the flip side I think there's a lot of Mavericks Mm -hmm. or people who are Mavericks out there that they weren't nurtured. Yes. And they're beaten down or is beaten out of them. Yeah. And I think so I think there's there's that piece. You know, when I think of my upbringing my parents were highly conservative. Mm -hmm. But the one thing they did do, which I'm I'm indebted to them for, is they always no matter how ridiculous the idea is, they always kinda said like they no matter what we said as kids, they they always believed we had the potential. Wonderful. So there's never any okay, like you okay. can't do that. Yeah. Um, so it was it was funny. My mom used to always joke about us being uh, ditch diggers. Yeah. But actually, I was a ditch digger. Yeah. Uh, I put myself through university. I ran a sp- underground sprinkler company. Right. Okay. And it was extremely lucrative. Yeah. So, but when I became a ditch digger, which is not really, but you know the
0: the
1: even my my mother was like, well, I guess I was wrong. Right?
0: Yeah. Yes. And it's, you know, not many parents can say that sentence.
1: Yeah.
0: Not many human beings can say that sentence, actually. Yeah. Okay. You've answered the next question, but I'm going to ask you just in case there's anything you want to add. So do you think your childhood in any way impacted on your being a maverick? You've said about the supportive parents. Was there anything else from there?
1: Well, the supportive parents, but I think the other thing was actually um, there was the polarization. So, so I, was, I was either viewed as, as extremely intelligent
0: Mm-hmm.
1: or on the brush border of disabled.
0: Right. Course. Yes.
1: Like it was nobody I was never so my grades were average, but certain um teachers would just gravitate towards me and just put me they wouldn't even put me through the normal courseware. Like I right. had a physics teacher that basically just basically would let me learn about learn about whatever I wanted right. and just gave me the deal was he would just give me middle like straight rogue. Bs, yeah. Um, so, I didn't catch any attention, but I didn't have to take tests.
0: Right, gotcha.
1: Um, on the flip side, you know, I remember the uh, tremendously interesting and, and impactful um, experience when I was six years old, or five, no, I was five years old, and I walked onto a bus and I was just I was mesmerized. It was my first time on a bus. Right. And the bus driver went to the my brother and asked him if I was retarded. And it was just, it's amazing how that's, that was always. It was just very interesting that that still remains such a, a total pure memory in my mind.
0: But you know what's interesting, Whit? It's that childlike wonder, and people lose it as they get older. But if you keep it, you're kind of looked at it as if you're off the planet.
1: Mm. Yeah, Mr. Bean. Yes. Maybe a little. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. How is your enthusiasm and drive and energy related to being a maverick? Because I'm interviewing, like, mm-hmm. like I said, you're 76, different personas, but some of them are like, well, I'm just boom, boom, boom. You know. Some of them are quietly maverick. You
1: know? No, I'm unstoppable. So I I'm, yeah, I'll, I'll always, always execute. Um, and I think that even, even people that will stand in the way in the beginning, um I, I again i have empathy like i know mm-hmm. it's not easy for everybody to jump on board so I'll, I'll always leave the door open for them to jump on once once they once kind they... of when it's a safe time for them to jump on board too yeah. so yeah but um but i will not wait
0: okay period. No. okay yeah. so back to the rules how do you see rules
1: i don't you don't see i just rules. don't
0: excellent have you always taken a maverick approach to business, or was there a particular trigger? Something happened, and you thought, "From now on, I'm doing it the Greg Malpers way."
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, um, when I, 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 my transition out of the kind of the corporate world, mm-hmm. I was I joined three other guys, and we started a small uh, consulting slash software company. Okay. And so there's just four of us, right? You'd right. think it would be just incredibly like we could do anything, and we had such an amazing brain trust between those four people. It was the most political environment I'd ever been in my life, and one of the one of the guys was trying to shape me, and the you know it was it was, it was fascinating. Yeah. And um, and so the the turning point for me was, these guys were so focused on money, and making money, and building a software company that could be sold, that it just it, it basically it, it stood in, stood against all of my values. Yes. And was amazing is how blind they were to what the real opportunity was yes which was to serve the needs of what customers were asking them for
0: it's really funny i walked away from something recently just for that very reason yeah.
1: like people it's it's when people think they're smarter like you can't the, the danger of, of again of even being a maverick is it's it's okay to be action focused and you know and it kind of embrace kind of um embrace mm. change and 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 pursue opportunity right but it's 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 so dangerous to be assum- make the assumption that you're smarter then you're smarter than everybody they don't like people are lemmings like you yeah. hear all these little and it's like no yeah. but all the, the one thing typically you can do is you can be the first yes and 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 you know people if if, if you're first and it's right or it's close like you can like yeah. it's like a wave of momentum yeah. Yeah. but I think the most dangerous thing is to think that you're smarter
0: yeah, because the world's full of smart people.
1: The world's full of smart people. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah, but it's, I'm talking to them, so I know. Oh yeah, but the thing is, like, smart, you can, if you can get them on your side.
0: Yes. Right? Yeah. Are you always a maverick, or do you choose to be so at times? So, for example, um, you said you were talking to some entrepreneurs. You know, in this instance, I can just be 10 out of 10. Just I can, just, I can be a maverick here. In this situation, I really don't need to charm that side.
1: Yeah, so you know, especially kind of in the, in the in the pure business, uh, environment, like you know, in the entrepreneurs organization or within this company, I think it's very consistent.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Hey, how's it going, Crass? I'll catch you in a little bit. Um, but the um, on the uh, let's say like certain client situations, like um, government, right? Um, they need to get us. They don't want to see that you're maverick, you're disruptive, you're. They want to see a little, a not just enough innovation that they're like, wow, you can really help inspire us. Right. But not so much that you could break. You want to break things. Yes. Right. Yeah. And there's a fine line where where it's like, well, we can see you. We can see you basically hitching a line to us and helping us. Yes. To. We think you would actually create a divide and cause massive right. issues. You wouldn't okay. even listen to us.
0: Okay. That or you sense. would
1: disobey us. Be a good way it.
0: And and do you turn your um, the dial up on the maverickism level? Like you know, when I'm interviewing mavericks, I can just go in and be myself, you know. Mm-hmm. But if I was like having a conversation with, say, people like my partner, and I was doing a pitch, mm-hmm. I'd have to think, okay, three out of ten is probably about all they're going to handle. Do you turn this dial yeah. up and down?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I just just based on um, how yeah. safe I think the person needs the environment to be. Okay,
0: and is that a conscious or unconscious decision? Conscious.
1: Okay.
0: What are the advantages and disadvantages of being a maverick in business?
1: Uh, well, the advantages are um, first mover yep. advantage. Um, the people you don't don't need to sell yourself; people sell you. Mm-hmm. Like we got, we we have a twenty four million dollar business, and we have like how many five salespeople. All they do is take like well, they do yeah. more than take orders. Yeah, but yeah. everything's inbound. Yeah um and uh that's
0: good it'll sell itself yeah
1: like and you know so so i will be honest the like last night i was at this um, bcit is launching uh, their analytics offering right right and i'm sitting in this audience honestly almost nodding off and all of a sudden this the person who's the keynote says you know is greg malpass in the room Greg Malpass is a genius and disruptor in our industry. It's people like him that, you know, are inspiring BCIT right. to I'm sitting there going like, how the hell are they calling me out for this? At like that's crazy. Yeah. Right? And then the whole room kind of looks towards me, I'm like, oh, that's a little too much of attention, but, um, right. okay. yeah. So, yeah. but interesting.
0: Interesting, yeah. yeah. I, I get that. So you said what the advantages are. Mm-hmm. Disadvantages I'm saying might be a bit of fame.
1: No, well the di- so the, the disadvantage is, is also I'm always moving forward. Yeah. Um so the and this is this is actually the real struggle is. You need to build a team that can finish the finish the task. Mavericks don't finish. They just start. And, and a, so you and leave a so much
0: Maverick make sure they've got plenty of finishes on their yeah. team.
1: But it's hard to find the right finishers. Yes. There's there's different stages, right? Yeah. Um so so I would say that's that's my number one pain. Okay. Like there's like hidden away in this business are 400 product companies. Like it's just Yeah, yeah. We, okay. And it's um it's a frustration for me because I almost kind of part of part of it is should I go back and and help engineer and get those things all going or should right. I continue down my path?
0: Right.
1: And the path that it's fun is here. This way,
0: Yeah.
1: Right. But
0: yeah, I yeah, I can see the Oh, yeah. Indeed. Has Asian experience altered your Maverick approach, and if so, how have you
1: grown? I'm 38. I've only done this for four years, really, with people. So... So um, tell me how
0: you're different from four years ago. have you grown from four years you ago? You know,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm much more confident. So right. it would take me a lot, a lot more... Um, it would take a while for me to get comfortable. Yeah. To be really kind of who I was yeah. in front of people. So I think I've grown into that.
0: Right.
1: I think I've also grown my like my just general empathy for okay. others has really increased a lot, whereas I was I originally just I was actually I would say I, I, I was a lot harder. Yes. Like the first people that joined traction even four years ago, um, I was a tyrant. I would say like relative like in my in my probably in my terms yeah. like you can Or imagine in comparison how, to how where you are could now. I be. Yeah. Like but um, yeah, but I was definitely a lot more intense. Okay.
0: Okay. What aspects of your business are you most maverick in? Culture. Okay. Oh, with all the things that you were explaining and the examples. Yeah, and the
1: like people. we well, we won. We're like we got rated the third best place in Canada to work for under a thousand employees. The first time we applied for the the award, like. Okay. The, so I think um, we do huddles. We have machines that spit out beer when you type in hashtag beer. We have you know, our Trans Am, we do this thing Bandit Tour for Good, we yeah, actually I have sorry. a foundation yeah, these, the these you know, So there's there's a lot of stuff that we've, um, yeah, that, that okay. uh, so yeah, does that make sense?
0: What aspects of your business are you least maverick in?
1: Financials. Yeah. Like just the, the core constructs. Yeah,
0: it's really funny, it's the top answer. Yeah. Finance and accounts.
1: Yeah.
0: How do you? Balance
1: being a maverick with home life. Ooh, interesting. Um, I am absolutely a maverick with my children. Right. And my my poor wife, the um, she's actually part of the company. She runs our foundation, right, which okay. has been great. Right. So she so she gets to see me on both sides. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the one the one challenge is is um, I just like to have so many. So I like I like to have freedom. Yes. Right. And uh, and I think the one challenge we're we're about to have our third child in March.
0: Oh, you, she's pregnant. The yeah.
1: Yeah, okay. Michelle's yeah. So we're doing March. We're also building a house. Right. And we just you know I doubled the size of the company. Okay. And then as we're building, I I've got a whole bunch of like I have a mini excavator and I'm trying to learn how to use all this yeah. machinery. So I think that the one challenge from a home perspective is making sure I have enough time with the kids. Yes. And yeah. And then, and then the what what the challenge is right now is there's there's time with the kids there's obviously time time with shell yeah dedicated time with her um but i need time alone yes. i need conscious time alone and i don't get that here right. so i think the one challenge that i'm i'm always kind of struggling with which is i just i need that isolated section of time and how do i do that with okay. while still respecting her
0: is any part of being a maverick related to the legacy you want to leave behind?
1: Hmm. Interesting. Um, the legacy I want—I don't want a named legacy okay. at all. I have no interest in that. Okay. Um, what I do want is—is is I want—I ha- want my children mm-hmm. to have the same opportunity. Like I want this environment. Like I want traction to exist for them, so they can actually have it as well. Okay. So, so that is, and and I want it for my kids as much as I want for everyone else's kids. kids. Yeah, that makes sense. It's why we actually we take for our Christmas party we take the entire staff, all and all of their family to Manning Park for the whole weekend. Okay. So we spend about ten times what we send about one hundred twenty people company. We spend seventy thousand dollars on our Christmas party. Okay. Um, Because it's all that's that's lazy. I want it everyone here to kind of have that same feeling.
0: Yeah, no, that makes complete sense. How much, if anything, of being a maverick is related to give back or paying it forward?
1: Yeah, everything. So I would say there's a couple things. Um, very early on, we, well, we before Traction even had an employee, we had a foundation. Right. Uh, Traction for Good, and that was basically was, we would get all referral fees that we got from any software vendor, 100% to charities. Mm-hmm. And then what we learned later was makes the, the meaning of life is to find your gift and the purpose purpose of life is, is to give it away Put it um, in care. and and so I think you know what I think that, that that's probably one of the, the biggest thing. What's interesting also though is unintentionally that's also become the number one business development thing for us right because guess who who like the people that are actually giving and truly volunteering their time. Are the most influential yes. and successful people, yeah, and 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 success. It's what's interesting is it's not necessarily financially successful, but successful, right? Yes, like purpose successful, yes. Um, and I would say the most powerful and successful person I know is my wife, like it really. And it's it's not a wife bias. No, no, like no,
0: no, no. I no, get it.
1: Michelle is, um, she she she's the one that recruited all of our board. Like she's she's been just she's the bravest. Person, she'll she's probably well very similar to you. She has no um, no fear of approaching anyone and talking to them about anything, because it's always from her heart.
0: Yeah, we're probably very. I, I seem to be like a blend between the two of you.
1: Yeah, if probably actually. Yeah, yeah you Michelle's Michelle definitely her ambition, is um, is more about making you know making the the world a better place. Yeah. Um, but at no point does it come into using companies yes to do that it's yeah. all through
0: purpose yeah that makes sense mavericks tend to be risk
1: takers
0: what's the biggest risk you've taken to date in business
1: oh, interesting. you know i don't i don't know if i am a risk like i certainly take risks mm-hmm. but it's all calculated like you know uh, when i when i hear a lot of the, the entrepreneurial kind of maverick stories of you know or think about like elon musk He's a maverick, like yeah. he would. I think he would define maverick or the way he's positioned. I would imagine.
0: He's a maverick. You can't get hold of him though, because you can't get past the gatekeepers. The
1: gatekeepers. Um, but the interesting thing about, let's say, let's say him is the um, the fact like he he basically almost had nothing, mm. right, at the point where Tesla just started. Yeah. But it was it could have never happened. Um, and he risked, he rolled the dice that far. He rolled the dice four hundred million dollars of his own personal net worth right. right into it. And I'm sure he there would have been some sort of safety for him, but it would have been a very different world if that had failed for yeah. him. Um, over the last four years, you know, I, I sat for four years and built enough of bank account up. So when it when it came that the respons- I had this responsibility almost to kind of bring open this up. It was a safe move. There's, okay. You know, okay. So safe
0: move in that context. The financial,
1: yeah. So okay. financial has always been super safe. So when I when I think about risk, that I think when I the way I interpret risk is a change in lifestyle for my family. Right. Okay. And I don't think that risk exists. Okay. So when I think about the, the other level of risk is well, the other risk is of making a decision and it not working out. Mm. It's like I feel like a, we're we're at ten thousand feet, and yeah. let's say like an engine cuts out. I can crawl out of the wing and I can fix the engine before we hit the ground.
0: Right, gotcha. Like I feel this kind
1: of speed, speed wins everything. Yes. Like speed and agility are the number one things that will drive successful businesses, period, in this world. Right. And if you maintain speed and agility and you almost ignore everything else, it means you're adaptive. Okay, okay.
0: Yeah, it makes complete sense. I'm just, I'm absorbing it. How many ventures have you done in the past five years? I don't know how long, how old Traction on Demand is, or anything.
1: Yeah, so uh, in the last ten years. Five. Five. One. This, okay. Although one. Traction is there's Traction, we have a product company and we have a venture capital company, okay. all within Traction. So there's, okay, like, maybe you can say that. And there.
0: then also the the, yeah. the charity work. So yeah,
1: what. Traction for Good, and yeah. then we also have um and we have Montreal, Los Angeles locations as well. Okay. Kind of sorry.
0: So. What would you consider are the characteristics of a successful venture or project?
1: Success, uh, according successful? to Greg. Yeah, so success is basically happiness multiplied by number of people happy.
0: Okay. Of the ventures that you've done, so all the companies, subsidiaries, how many of them were successful according to that definition?
1: Hmm. Uh, all. All of them, actually, have been successful from that perspective. Awesome.
0: So what leads to successful execution of a venture or project?
1: Oh, that's it. Actually, it's a great question because we're just about to embark on another one. So let me just think about it because I'm kind of the way I'm framing it up. Um, The first thing is quick wins. Okay. Uh, so, So early inspiring activity. Right. And validation right yeah um i think that would be one uh the next thing is is pause for celebration
0: yes and making
1: sure that there's there's realistic milestones yeah um and the third one is exterior external validation meaning someone else standing up saying this is absolutely fucking amazing
0: yeah because it's one thing to say it yourself yeah. it's another thing for somebody else to say it yeah okay what do you do that makes a venture or project successful
1: I make promises ahead of people. Say that again. I make promises ahead of people. So I speak in future tense as if it's present. Gotcha, gotcha. And I believe in people, sorry. And I I absolutely believe in people. So I inspire them to be their best.
0: Wonderful. And you were worried about not being so hot a leader. There's a few people you can teach a few things to. Um, When a venture is unsuccessful, Mm What do you consider is the main reason for failure?
1: Uh, lack of coordination. So a misalignment between the individuals mm-hmm. so they don't know where they're going.
0: Yeah. A little bit like the four partners you said you started yeah. off.
1: Okay. Yeah. Just lots of energy and pulling, pulling at each other as opposed to pulling, pulling the In the, the same direction.
0: Forward. Okay. As a maverick, what are you afraid of?
1: Hmm. Greatest fear. Uh, not not being able to realize my full potential.
0: How important is team to you as a maverick? I've heard you talking about the people. I've heard you talking about how, you know, so long ago you weren't even a leader and now you are. But how important is team to you?
1: Hmm.
0: Just from everything you're saying, I've got a gist of it. I want to hear
1: your words. Yeah. So... It's it's interesting because if you would ask me that question even four years ago, I'd say I'm the I'm the ultimate individual contributor. Um, and and actually even even through sport, I was always I always focused more on individual sports mm-hmm. um, because I, I, don't, I don't whatever I, and it's, I'm highly competitive of course, which mm-hmm. is another kind of factor. Although quietly competitive with yes. the way I position it. Um, team team is everything now. So. Well, what, where where once, once was I win, now everything is we. Okay. Like, everything, actually.
0: Okay. That makes complete sense. Makes complete sense. Does being a maverick affect your approach to leadership? Because, obviously, you've talked about some of the things you're developing. You're talking about the type of, the type of atmosphere you're creating here. Um... So my question is, how does the fact that you're, how, does being a maverick affect the way you
1: lead people? Yeah, I would imagine it's it's every, it's all consistent. Okay. Um, so a good example is like we have uh, we have our company huddle every Monday, Monday, and so huddles are continuously evolving and changing. Mm-hmm. But because I'm, I guess, a maverick. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always. There's always change. Yeah. So what I've done from a leadership perspective is created systems that I, that get me in front of everybody mm-hmm. every week mm-hmm. to to make sure that I have an opportunity to kind of absorb the pulse of the business. Yeah. And then exude. Okay. I guess a pulse onto the business. Um, so so that's that's a fundamental leadership. Okay. Um, kind of activity that that is only there because. Of the fact that I'm aware of the change, right. That I'm c- continuously driving.
0: Okay, yeah. If that makes sense. How and where did you get your permission to be a maverick?
1: Hmm. Um, it was there was a, it was it was from people that I truly respected. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know, one of the guys actually, uh, Andrew Buckley, who's my EVP. Uh, he was actually one of the guys in that company before. Right, okay, and he, so just
0: one of them came with you,
1: yeah, okay, after like three years later yeah, yeah. he joined um, and uh and then I'm trying to think there's like there's a there's a certain there's a list probably of ten people mm-hmm. um, both that have customers that are, have become friends um, or that you know one of the board our board members um, a university friend who who I lived with for years, so it's just specific individuals that um that believe that I was able to do more okay. And, and so I guess their belief was, was a form of permission.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Because it's awful when nobody believes in you.
1: Yeah, it'd be pretty empty. Like, well, the thing is, I guess, now, I take that as a challenge because I have yep. the confidence. Right? Like, if someone says it's impossible, I'm like, oh, fuck you, I'll get it done. Like, uh, and, and I won't get Welcome it done. to we, the project. Yeah. It was like, exactly I'll, that. Totally. And it's not that I'll get it done. I'll mm. get it done in, like, two days. mm so well, yeah, your yeah. project I know was bigger than two days, but it's like you know the um, actually it's so funny. Like even like I just I, I look at this like this little light. So these lights will fully adapt based on all of this. Yeah. Um, this is one of those projects that has to move fast. So yes. it normally take a company three months to kind of build the technology. Gear, but okay. We'll probably take ten days. Whoa. Nice. And actually, normal.
0: <gasps> that ties back into what you were saying about agility. Yes, yeah, speed. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah,
1: yeah fell fast, right?
0: Fell fast, learn, boom, next. Yeah. Okay. Is being a maverick related to creativity, yes.
1: and if so, how? Well, for me, it is. Right. Right. So there, I'm, cer- I'm certain there's mavericks out there that aren't creative, yep. um, but they um, they they're rigid in what they want mm. an outcome or a feeling to be, right? And so. That's certainly another kind of form of being a yeah. maverick. Um, but then there's also, I think in my world, it is creativity is huge because it's trying to find the most efficient way of accomplishing the task. Okay. Right.
0: Right. So moving on from that, how is being a maverick related to innovation?
1: Same. I, I link the creativity and innovation as the same thing. It's the same thing. I, okay, I, I Actually, right. I blend those two. Yeah, so innovation is... Him, if I was, if you were to say, hey Greg, like define innovation. Okay, I, I Greg, would,
0: define innovation.
1: I would say, it in, innovation is just basically the, um, taking what's existing and making everything better. Okay. Right? Yeah. So my, my core why, have you ever read The Y Engine?
0: I haven't read The Y Engine, but it's I'm a lover of Simon Sinek.
1: Yeah, it's a great little book. Yeah. I, you know, he actually, he did a presentation when I was in Malaysia for one of these entrepreneur meetings. And, um, and what, what my why is, is, is always improving, never satisfied.
0: Okay. Always improving, never satisfied. Good strap Mike. Mavericks tend to be learners. What are you a student of, Greg?
1: Hard knocks. <laughs> um, I'm a student of everything. Okay. So, so basically... Where I'm, um, I keep looking at this pinwheel just because it's kind of an interesting reference. I'm kind of, I'm actually kind of back rationalizing it right now in terms of how I'm going to explain it to people as we're talking. Mm-hmm. That's fine, really you can multitask. But, um, but, so if I think about what I'm, like, what is on my mind from a learning perspective right now, okay. I really want to learn to, to, to weld a proper aluminum bead. It has nothing to do with business, but I want to, I want to learn about perfection, is, which is totally something that's not natural to me because I, I want to, and I think that would actually, I'd be very motivated. Like steel has to be properly done. Right. In order for it to stick together. But,
0: but then, you know what, sometimes what you learn, one of the things i found personally mm-hmm. is that um, when innovation happens and creativity happens, it's to do with what I call disparate connections. Mm-hmm like somebody called me a polymath about 4 years ago and I went I, I don't even know, I said what's a polymath yeah. so they explained it and then I realized that when I go to and I think this is what you're sort of doing because the things you'll learn from steel and perfection is going to be a different gift and a different lens you can apply yeah. to the work you're doing now so it's kind of like sure. people sometimes can't see the connect but mavericks and innovators see connects that other people can't see
1: yeah. Yeah. Totally. Well, and I think also um, seeing the, I think um, it's a way to also kind of build more trust with people who are perfectionists. Yes. Because right? they can see that, wow, like you can you can accomplish this task as well. Yeah. Um, so and I if think you
0: have a perfectionist in your team, the product you're producing is going to be of a far higher calibre than if you didn't have a perfectionist, although you may not necessarily, you couldn't have the whole team focused on perfection, yeah. but yeah. that element.
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah, so so how yeah, so your question was how do I learn? I learn by just trying. In okay. The, I I, le- I learn by doing.
0: Okay. I And never, you're a student of
1: everything. Yeah, I, I I have a total I will never look at instructions first. Ever. Okay. I'll look at instructions when it's emergent. Right. And then usually by the time I'm looking at instructions I'm like I should get someone else to uh, do this because I'm I am yeah. not gonna this
0: Yeah, that makes sense. It was quite painful the first time I watched my boyfriend put. Don't tell him this. Putting an IKEA furniture, furniture, you know. I I looked at it, looked at, I sort of like opened the thing. Yep, boom. And then I had to think. Okay, I need to let him do this, and he has to do the whole methodical laying out all the screws in the right order. Amazing. Yeah, but it's his gift. Yeah, true. But he taught me the big best things I needed to learn about team.
1: Yeah, I have buckets of extra Ikea parts. Yeah. Buckets. <laughs> I don't know I have a bucket of
0: extra Ikea parts, but what I do have is I have a partner. Like, I have the big ideas. Yep. Yeah. I come up with the idea. I just let him, ex- you know, do the fine detail and execute it, because that's what he's good at.
1: Yeah, well, we have a, this thing here where we talk about promise keeper mm. and promise maker. I'm a right. promise maker. Right. And then, hopefully, the business is the promise keeper.
0: Gotcha. Do you draw another other Mavericks in any way? Oh, interesting.
1: Um... More. I think now they're kinda of, like a lot of these guys are kinda starting of or people are starting to reveal themselves to me. Yeah. Um, for the most part, no. I would like well let me think. Yeah, you know, I use them to kinda of fuel my confidence. Yeah. That'd be a good way of putting it. Like okay. my board are all mavericks. Right. And and like I don't really need an advisory board, but it's actually it's extremely inspiring for me. You because know, they okay. 'cause they'll kinda of, they'll give me a pat on the back. Yeah. And they kinda of, know a little bit that I do need that. Everyone's welcome yeah, with certain needs individuals. That. Um so so absolutely. I I draw Mavericks for not to necessarily share ideas and, and make ideas better, but more for affirmation.
0: Affirmation. Okay. Is there anyone who's a Maverick that inspires you? Who jumped in your head?
1: Mm. Um the there's well, Quiet Maverick is great Kerfoot. who he started Crystal Decisions. Okay. So he's just kind of a tech entrepreneur. Okay. Um, and then the there's a guy that I just recently met that I'm, I'm pretty curious about. His name's Tom Waller. He's um, in charge of white space for Lululemon. Right. So maybe. Okay. Name. And then the other the other person that I kind of just have this... But I love the personification. I've never met him. I will meet him at some point. Is Elon Musk. Okay. And I lo- I kind of like the fact that I don't know him. Yes. Because I, I can make him up to be what I want him to be. But yeah. Um, but uh, I don't look at, let's say... I don't know if I necessarily agree... I agree that Steve Jobs had a time and place, um, and I certainly... Well, now that he's passed away, I feel a little guilty saying this. No, maybe Why? not. But, um, but I think I think that he was made out to be more of a maverick than he was. Okay. You yeah. know, I think I think that he... Um, you know, if, he, if you're going to criticize him, he focused it all for, like, you know, basically single pro, singular profits for one organization that actually... Um, yeah. created more consumerism and more waste than ever before. Yeah. So... It's really
0: funny. I interviewed a guy yesterday whose whole philosophy... He's a maverick because his philosophy is about being... He's opened his house up to anybody um, because he's trying to live... Whereas the whole of society is trying to live on more money, his whole philosophy is to try and live on a less as possible.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, really interesting. Yeah. Um... What do you have to suffer or sacrifice because you're a maverick, do you think?
1: Um, it's depth of relationships with people. I have I have countless relationships, so I never get to get, get too deep with any certain individuals outside of my life. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
0: What motivates you as a maverick? What makes you get up and think, right, boom, I'm going to do this today?
1: Hmm. I think it's just... There's, um, there's little... Kind of many, almost visions that you have of kind of things when they come together. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a sprint to to those points. Okay. There's 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 quiet little moments, one probably every day, where I okay. have like a, oh yeah, awesome.
0: Yeah.
1: Right, and so. And it's so worth
0: that, it for that moment, isn't yeah, it?
1: Yeah, and it's you know it's all about pro like, it's progress. Like there's just something I'm just I'm addicted to. Like I know what I want to accomplish in a day. Every morning I get up. And, and I know exactly what I want. I have one thing, one outcome that I want to focus on for that yeah.
0: day. You're my outcome for today.
1: Just say so you, there you know.
0: go. Oh, My good. boom is there you I go. need to get Greg Malpas on lockdown and get this interview done. <laughs> yeah, you did it. Thank you. Is any part of being a maverick related to finding out who you are and what you're capable of?
1: Hmm. Um, no. I don't think so. Okay. Well, who you are but i don't think that that in terms of what i'm capable of i don't think i'm even aware of it okay like i actually i think the um, i think that'd be a constraint okay if that makes any sense yes yeah. like i don't i don't i don't want now that i'm now that we're here you know overall i just you know i don't um, i think it's dangerous i think it's limiting
0: okay do you like being a maverick is being a maverick important or a responsibility in any way?
1: Absolutely. Um, how so? Because these are the mavericks are the people that will actually change the world.
0: Yes. Would you like me to tell you how many times that sentence popped up so far?
1: Um, every time?
0: Probably Mostly. about 95%. Yeah. On a scale of 1 to 10, now you've nearly finished the interview, mm-hmm. how maverick are you? Mm. Not in comparison to anybody else,
1: but yeah. comparison to you. Yeah, I'm. I'm probably a ten.
0: You're probably a ten. Nice. What advice would you give to someone who feels they're a maverick, so that they could be the best possible they could maverick they could be?
1: Um, isolate the things holding them back and eliminate it.
0: How do you promote and serve other people to be mavericks?
1: Um, I actually create environments for them. And I give them the opportunity to fail.
0: Okay. How do you promote and serve yourself to be a maverick? Hmm.
1: I surround myself with people that can execute. So I can therefore be focused on creativity.
0: What's your biggest ambition right now?
1: Mm. So like in terms of like goal, task kind of stuff? Whatever you want to answer it. Um, to to launch a company that launches companies okay like to create my multiplier okay and the, and not financial multiplier but it's actually essentially it's the effect yeah. of people like, I get it multiplier around leaders
0: yeah if you could have a superhero power what would it be Uh,
1: stop time why? or slow down time
0: slow down time why you could do things faster okay yeah it comes back to the agility again okay as a maverick you've You've already told me bits of this, but I've got to ask you: What do you do for fun? I know you got the Trans Am. I know you.
1: I know you've got the wakeboard thing. Um, I'm I'm a huge, ma- huge mountain biker. Okay. Like, I love and outdoors. Like is is everything to me. Okay. I um. I love like right now. I'm really into like. I don't know like. Logging, like. Not just cutting down trees, but like basically we we bought nine acres, and I'm essentially like almost like a farmer. Okay. Okay. Uh, Like machinery, all that kind of stuff. Like I just I love that.
0: I'd be really interested to hear in about a year's time how you're applying that.
1: Yeah. I I
0: interviewed a a maverick who um, is his whole business is based on biomimicry.
1: Bio. Bio
0: Biomimicry.
1: Biomimicry. Yeah,
0: mimicking nature. Oh. Into his business, yeah.
1: Wow! Yeah, interesting.
0: Um, but I'll tell you about him yeah. after. Um, what would be one quote that defines you as a Maverick?
1: Mm, well, that's my or favorite. That one. That's probably my favorite.
0: Quote. Okay. Okay.
1: But um, but the other one is that I think that that y engine thing, which is basically I do really gravitate, it, which is basically um, always improving, never satisfied.
0: Always improving, never satisfied, and the meaning of life is to find your gift. The purpose, the purpose of, life. of life is to give it away public. Okay, so I'm saying it out loud so okay. I transcribe it. Final question. What would you like to have been asked that I haven't asked you? What
1: would I like to be asked? Oh come on, that's such an open question.
0: Do you know what? Um, the rest of the questions actually I started with ten. This is the Mavericks.
1: What what is all that? the
0: questions? Yeah. I only started with about a page. Oh, really? They all evolved from
1: what oh, the Mavericks said. from what they said? Um, what question would I like you to ask?
0: If anything.
1: Hmm. How can there read more Mavericks?
0: Honey, I'm working on it.
1: But, that, but no, no, that, I think that would be the question.
0: Yeah,
1: and the answer I think the answer lies actually in our educations I don't think education yep. drives towards it doesn't support the Maverick
0: no it beats it out of your yeah.
1: it, I think yeah, there's and, and I think the when you look at and, and it's actually a, I don't know if I want to say I'm getting more involved with the schools um, because you know one of the things that drives me insane is you know, you could also link the word entrepreneur maverick, certain to certain. Yeah, things, right? it's
0: been done all the way through the project.
1: And about a third of entrepreneurs are mavericks. Right, a third of them are people who just have created the created themselves a job. Yeah. A third of them um, are, you know, they they basically are have 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 essentially built them have exited, and they're kind of predatory mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. Like they're looking to buy. They they sold out, yeah. and they they lost. That spark.
0: Yeah. So they're looking for a new again. spark.
1: Um, looking to buy it, not create it. Yeah. Um, which is, I think, not Maverick.
0: Yes. And I then, completely concur.
1: And then, and then a third R. And and when I look at schools, schools are starting to try to teach entrepreneurship. You you can't teach entrepreneurship. And I've gone out and I've spoken to some of these groups, and it's just all they want, all these students want to know is how do you get someone else to fund your idea. Mm-hmm. So I was sitting on a panel with a bunch of MBA students from, uh, what's the, like, what's the, Oxford. Mm. And uh, they came over here, and they are doing these tours, and, and there's me and uh, three other CEOs of, of successful technology companies. And all they want, all every question was about funding. So they, we're about three-quarters of the way through, and I'm sitting there going, like, this is ridiculous. Mm. because So I'm like, look, guys, I, I, just, I, I actually have to yes. ask this group yes. of questions, because the rest of the yeah. questions... Uh, that are going to come forward, are all about how do you get someone else to pay for your own idea, mm. and you're actually not willing to put your parents help on the line for mm. what you want to do, and you're not prepared to take that risk. Mm. Um, you're not entrepreneurs, right. just go get a job, yeah, or go find an entrepreneur to work yeah. for. right? And then all of a sudden, the whole you know, the table fundamentally changed. And also, these other people who were all about money were like, Oh, that's the one my, my greatest regret was taking on money, my greatest regret was was doing that giving up control too early, yeah. everything else. So that's, it's interesting, right? Okay. Like everybody thinks they have to go down that path.
0: That's no, you, path. Don't.
1: But you don't. You don't. know, people have to believe in themselves.
0: For sure. Thank you for letting me interview you.